Hi, this is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is home for survivors like myself and those who yearn to build resilience in their mindset and live their best life. In Season 3, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the wellness, business, media, and travel industries. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed. As a board-certified wellness coach, number one best-selling author, and syndicated columnist, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. Today's podcast guest on resilience is beauty influencer, model, and director of Project Bullish, Lily Jean. As Lily states, you can call me fat, you can call me ugly, but you know what the truth is. I look like what I look like, and that is not true. You can't remove my passion. You cannot remove the things that I enjoy doing. Life is about growing, developing, and doing things that make you genuinely happy. Yeah, I am Lily Jean. I'm from New York. I'm a content creator, model, actress, and director of my upcoming documentary, Project Bullyish. Wonderful, Lily. So tell Thank us. Thank you, curious bit- soul. <laughs> Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your background. I know you mentioned in the article, um, Rising Through Resilience, um, Five Things You Need to Be Resilient in a Turbulent World. Um, You grew up in Westchester County. What was your childhood like? Well, I mean, I was born in Westchester. um, And then really, then I uh, moved to Flushing with my family. And, you know, really humble roots, which I guess a lot of people don't see about me or understand. Everything is really uh, humble roots. Like there was one time, um, because I am, you know, Lutheran and Jewish, we celebrate both in my family. And one time we didn't have enough money for uh, a Christmas tree. And my mom, she was very upset about that because she's a very independent woman herself. And what I did was um, I created my own like cardboard cutout of a tree and like that meant everything to her. And I think it's like those little things that really have um, made me who I am today because I understand the purpose of, you know, not being able to have necessarily everything you want in life. And that does make you resilient because it makes you fight harder. It makes you want harder and it makes you... um, even more uh, in the ideal of perfection that you want. I know in the article you mentioned this idea of fortitude and this sort of like no one can take away what what you love to do. Can you just expound more on that? Yes, fortitude is something that I think I learned very early on. Um, You know, I was bullied myself in school it, you know, the typical, you're fat, you're this, people who I thought were my friends um, talking behind my back. Oh, she's so chubby. And I, I hate that word. I, I Let's remove it. Let's remove it. It's so toxic, right? And I think the fortitude for me is that 
I always knew that inside and out, I am a beautiful person. I affirm that to myself. And that fortitude and that strength that Lily Jean is this, this beautiful human, um, nobody can remove that. Only Lily Jean could do that. Your words can't take that away from me. You can call me fat. You can call me ugly. But you know what? The truth is I look like what I look like. And that is not true. You can't remove my passion. You cannot remove the things that I enjoy doing because then what is what is living life is about growing developing and doing things that make you genuinely happy so many people in life they will they will bring you down they, they want to see you down and there are so many people who don't want to see that too they want to see you uplift rise like your book it's amazing savio i wanted to see you do well so i shared it okay there's there's so many different facets to this and it's important to focus on the people who will keep you lifted because those people will lift with you and you'll go places. Yeah, no, wonderful. And I love this sort of aspect that you mentioned about unless you give them that power. And that's yes. the key. Uh-huh, yeah, I, I learned that early on too. I did with online bullying, you know, my team, um, especially my mom who loves me dearly, the first thing a mom does is she, pr she protects, she protects like a mama bear. And the first thing we thought is, you know, with these online bullies, this was when I was 15. Let me talk to them. It was on Reddit. And they made fun of her. They literally did. So, and they made that a new thread. So you see how that worked. We fed the bully and they created another thread. So sometimes it's just better to, like Michelle Obama says, when they go low, we go high. Mm -hmm. Go high. Ignore that. Because you have to. You have to for your own sanity. For your own entire being. You must. Yeah. And I know also you mentioned this aspect of cultivating patience, like you detailed about a depressed bunch of cyber criminals. Yeah. Um, how has that affected you and and sort of how has that motivated you? Gosh, I mean, Project Bullish, I think, has given me a new renewed focus in my career and my life because it has focused me on, okay, Lily Jean, let's remove you from the situation of people harassing you. Let's make this as point blank as possible. And by doing a documentary or really like a mini movie about it, you remove yourself to the point you're able to go, whoa, and that takes patience to do. That takes a lot of growth of a character. I think I have personally grown quite a bit because the patience it takes to go through the screenshots you know, to piece together for a film and all this stuff, it can really wear on your soul. But the patience to just calmly, just like look through it and rationally look through everything, patience is key and it does help motivate you to do lots of other things such as what I'm working on right now, really. Yeah, and I know even in your team, I love the fact that there's an open air of yeah. discussion that you listen to other individual's point of view that at Lily Jean Beauty Inc., you're mm -hmm. all about listening to those voices. Yes. How has that sort of shaped not only in your business practices, but you as a person? I think it's shaped me a lot because at Lily Jean Beauty, you know, I have my website and then of course, um, you know, brand deals and stuff like that. And sometimes it's really important to just take a step back um, and have the fortitude for yourself to know, you know, you're good at things, but there are other people who might be better at things than you and you, you got to just listen to them. They might be older, they might just be wiser. And I think it's helped me to just be a better person inside and out because 
I guess uh, one example, let's just use my documentary, right? Let's just use that because Lily Jean Beauty, um, some of my uh, partners are working on this as well, helping me with stuff. And, you know, we came to a dilemma on like, how are we going to like place the people interviewed, right? And they suggested some people to interview that maybe I never would have thought of. It took me patience to just listen to that because I'm a very strong sort of personality. But that sort of experience has made me grow because to run a company, you need to listen to people, have them come back to you. You're not always right. Accepting that you're not always right is probably the best thing because you have your gut feeling, but you also have people who work with you. And who the heck wants to work with you if you're not listening to them? Why are they there? They are valued. They should feel valued. Yeah, I also love the underscore you have um, in the article about how your parents were mm -hmm. that rock for you. Like they showed you unconditional love and you're grateful oh, yeah. for them. Oh yes, I am very incredibly grateful to my parents, um, my family, because they have stood by me through thick, through thin, literally when I was heavier. Um, I love it, I love it. And, you know, without them, I would not be here today because they have provided food for me. They have provided a shelter for me. They have provided clothes for me. And I'm surprisingly not the type of person who's like, oh, buy me that now. Surprisingly, I'm not. Um, so when they would gift me with things just, you know, a few months later after the holidays or something, the impact it had on me that it's like, it still came and it was with such love and such hard work. I think it's really instilled with me and just, I love them so much. I love my mom so much. Yeah. Um, so how do you define resilience? Resilience is never giving up and never letting somebody remove you from a situation. I think just simply said, I mean, you know, there's having like courage, right? So like courage would be like, you know, never giving up, but then there's having resilience, which is like enduring. I feel like that's the difference, right? Because like, if you have the resilience to keep on going, that means you also have that courage to keep on going. So it's like, yeah, that's what I would say to that. Yeah. And I, it's, you know, you also use some very choice words. You mentioned not taking away your integrity or your heart yes. or the work away. Is there a time or um, uh, an event or something that happened where that was more resounding for you? What do you mean? Um, just in, in terms of like resilience, like in your work or in, in your professional life, has there ever been a time when you had to face a huge battle like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's, I mean, uh, it's very hard to talk about Savio. It was very mentally draining, I must say. Um, the online bullying that occurred when I was 15 on Reddit was one thing. And it was it was very dehumanizing. And going through the screenshots, seeing my eyes gouged out by these people who just are really poor, unfortunate souls. Um, to even get to the point to realize that it's, it's them is a huge step for the victim. Um, the online bullying definitely has been a huge hurdle in my career. It's been very difficult. The deep fakes, the rumors, the lies, the accounts. Savio, they're going on today as we're speaking on Twitter. <laughs> With Lily Jean, whatever, impersonation of my name. I mean, it's been very difficult and it's definitely forced me to be even better because I had to be. This is what I love to do. And this is, um, nobody could take that from me. I have my own resilience. I have my own fortitude about things. And to be honest, it's very upsetting to me that people try to take 
take what they don't, they, you can't take somebody's heart. Only you could do that. So yeah, that was a huge hurdle. My family definitely was there for me quite a bit. Um, nobody can destroy you. No, nobody could take your strength, your talents. Nobody could do any of that. No, yeah. only you. I know in the article, you also mentioned you don't see a difference between courage and resilience, but how did you resource courage in that moment with all that was going on in your it life? It took a lot of courage to even record myself the next day. Wow. It was very hard. I mean, videos going to 8 million, people putting out a video every day on, on stuff you know is, is not true just because it gave them something to do during COVID. I think the greatest amount of courage that I ever displayed was the very next day after the Reddit went up, I recorded myself. I recorded the, myself as a royal to all of them. And I think that that moment really defined who Lily Jean was because it sent a message to people, you cannot do this to me. I'm not going to be like everybody else who gets off the internet because somebody wants them to. You can't do that to me. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a, when I asked about who is your quintessential definition of resilience, you mentioned your mom. Can you give us an example of? Well, my mom, I mean, on one end, I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the article, but she did have cervical cancer. Yeah. Um, and I think seeing her go through that, it was very difficult when you're very young. Um, but, you know, the amount of courage she displayed and the amount of resilience, I mean, she was she was still working, Savio, at the same time at the office. It's like, wow, what a woman. <laughs> that was a very a strong role model to me. That that was what I wanted to be. That 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 strong woman who never bowed down to anything, not even cancer. What was was there any piece of advice that she gave you when you were going through your that really stuck to heart? I mean, she always told me to just never give up and to keep going and that nobody can remove me. Only I could remove myself. I think that's a very poignant thing. She, she, I mean, the full thing that she always says is you plant yourself like a tree and people go around you. You don't move for them. That is what she has always told me since I was like really little. And yeah, that's definitely, that's stood by me. Yeah. Wonderful. So what are your five steps where someone can be more resilient? Well, Okay, I guess one would be fortitude. That just makes sense. Nobody can destroy you. Um, you could do it yourself to yourself, but why do that? You've been given a beautiful gift of life. So many people don't get to experience as many years as perhaps you've lived, and you have. That's a God-given thing that you've just been handed. I think um, power, right? You can't let people step into your mind space. Um you know, the world is big enough for everybody and including you. Affirming that to yourself is really good in reclaiming your dominance. Um, I guess fierce, being fierce, you know, nobody can take the light that shines within you. Um, remember where you are from, remember where you are going, and remember your goal of what you want to do. Um, I think that kind of goes around with like spirit, like who you are inside. Nobody can take it, what makes you beat? Can they really think about that? Like for people out there upset, like, can they really take away that you love to, you know, paint? 
let's just use that. No, nobody could do that because it's your hand picking up that paintbrush. It's your will to keep going and fight. Nobody can enter your personal space mentally. Maybe perhaps they could try to, but it's that mental strength to say, no, I will not let you do that. And how are those five attributes played a big role in the success of your business? I mean, you're so young, you you. you know, you built a, a very, um, very powerful and very, I think, to some degree, um, very visionary um, business. You. How has those five um, you know, resilience tools helped you? Well, I think it's very simple just going through it. I mean, I've had fortitude through the online bullying to keep going because I knew out there there were people enjoying my content. I still have a million people who follow me. I mean, the rumor that it must be fake because I still knew I have these people following me who I've grown since I was nine with my first blog. Okay, I knew that. I didn't let them take my identity. Yeah, my identity. And I was fierce through that, number two. I was fierce through that because the light that shined within me, I kept recording. I kept doing stuff. I didn't let them take that from me, which a lot of people, very sadly, unfortunately, they pull themselves off the internet because, you know, these people can be quite invasive. They can dox your family, put it up, but they turn that into you dox us. It's, it's a very bad situation mentally. It's very abusive mentally. Um, I would say my spirit. My spirit, I never let uh, damper. I let my spirit continue to grow. And because of that, Lily Jean Beauty, I decided to, you know, redo my website. I redid my website. I kept my energy going. I have, um, you know, things on product reviews, fashion. I expanded myself. I didn't stay in one place. When something like this happens, you can't stay in one place because if you stay in one place, they know how to get you. You need to keep going. And I think the Sun Tzu, who a lot of people are really shocked that I like his original works, he's right. War does not have to be fought literally. Sometimes it's just knowing your enemy and working around that civilly. And fight would be the last thing I use to continue growing everything um, with Lily Jean Beauty, with what I'm doing, um, you know, entertainment-wise. I keep on going. I keep on fighting. I keep disproving whatever's going on. And yeah, that's what I would say. This is a huge um, thing with online digital creators that happens. With people traditionally um, who are musicians or singers or whatever, right? they tend to face a different type of scrutinization than an online personality. So I'm quite glad that I have sort of um, disowned that, that beauty community portion while still doing the beauty that I love because celebrities do that all the time because that community, it's not good. And sometimes mm -hmm. the fight is knowing that you need to let things go to grow. Yeah, wonderful. So love to transition into the brainstorming portion. So I asked a question in the article about inspiring a movement. And you mentioned something that was very keen to me. Obviously, it's a lived experience for you is trying to protect or trying to find ways to mitigate that that bullying that. So I would love to hear your thoughts or maybe we could build upon ways and means that possibly could be done. I think that for online bullying, the number one issue is that there aren't enough resources for people. You go to the police station, somebody said they were going to stab me. Wow. Savio, they should have acted on this. They should have found out who wrote this, 
contacted them as a warning. Mm -hmm. That's just being nice. As a yeah. warning, please yeah. stop doing this. This is harmful. And I guarantee you, a lot of this would have stopped because people would have been scared. The person who uh, started this on me, she called it a cult and calls it a cult and belongs to a cult that was written in Rolling Stone. Um, and I think that the amount of resources that are out there are extremely, extremely limited. And I believe that in order to improve and create a movement on something, we need to create something that goes to Congress, something that visionarily sets the boundaries here. The internet is free, right? You have your reporting systems that do not work, um, but it's free. No, it should not be. No, people need to get their rights back. Okay, your 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 rights are taken away when somebody attacks you. You feel helpless, especially when you can't get people to help you. It's a rampant problem, and I'm I'm quite determined to continue elaborating on that. Certainly. Yeah, I mean, I it's interesting because the first thoughts that come to my mind for someone who doesn't really share or overshare, I post a couple of things on social media. It's usually very. I'm thinking about it. I'm not doing it randomly. I'm not sharing my whole day. I could not imagine having someone attack me for me. You don't have to follow me. You don't have to view. So I think the first thing that comes to my mind is finding ways where um, that person or that account can be monitored to some degree. And if they, That's a good idea. If, if they, you know, it's like a stage one, stage two, stage three monitoring system. Mm -hmm. Because if they're saying hurtful, it's one thing saying they don't like you, fine. But if you're right. saying things that are damaging mm -hmm. to someone's spirit, not even that, but to someone's physicality, yeah, that's where they. That's where I think the, the line should be. You drawn. are totally right. I, I agree with you. I know that Instagram has this like new thing where if you block an account, it blocks all the accounts they could create. Okay, Instagram, you are acknowledging that you know that there's a problem then. One of my theories here is that, let's just take Twitter, because that is actually a huge catalyst problem here. One of my theories is that Twitter is made up of a lot of fake accounts. They say they have 2 billion users. I don't know, I'm just giving you an example. Mm -hmm. Investors want to invest in that on the stock market. Mm -hmm. If they really have, let's say only 200K that are actually users, Who's investing in Twitter? So my theory is that they might be keeping up these accounts because they get money. Investors, <laughs> it looks good on the stock market. So, cause some people have asked me like, what is the benefit then for like these programs? I'm like, well, money, money, what, what else is it? But it needs to end. People are, people have killed themselves from one of the websites these um, people crawl on, children crawl on these websites and Mm -mm. There needs to be warnings about these websites. They shouldn't be indexed by Google, by Bing. They should not. On Bing, um, there's this website called the Encyclopedia Whatever, and it's supposed to be mocking people. It goes a step farther, Savio. Bing recommends the page, mm -hmm. and the page um, mocks me being half Jewish. It put a big nose and everything. It's anti-Semitism, Savio. <laughs> I mean, there are lines being crossed, and what really gets uh, it, it upsets me so much. Children go on these websites. I know this because children who belong to this woman's cult showed their faces, and they were babies, 12, 13. And no, children need to know, like, these websites, they're not okay. Parents need to know what their children are doing with these fake accounts. I mean, Instagram definitely... <laughs> admitting that they have a fake account issue with people creating these harassment accounts opens that door a little bit, don't you think? 
Absolutely. And I, I think what also is the danger is the fact that people are trying to use the guise of censorship or limiting someone's free speech. Free speech allows you to say and maybe to some degree do certain things within your vicinity, but it's not okay if you infringe upon my rights and my circumference and, and, my, and my state of, of living you and being. You are totally right. You're right. They A lot of them do hide behind free speech. Look, somebody, a part of the cult, the main one, tried to sell my face, bloody as a baby, on Teespring. And she claimed she owns this piece because she owns it and it's on the internet. Now, between you and I, we are sane-minded people. You don't own any one person's photo. The photographer technically owns every photo taken. And if you get permission, blah, blah, blah. The there needs to be more education on all of these things that we have, our rights, um, free speech. There needs to be far more education because I do see a lot of illiteracy when it comes to what you can say and what you can't. What you do online is what you should do in person. Like literally the same thing. You shouldn't be harassing somebody just because. Will you get in trouble for saying you think somebody's ugly? No. But if you create, like, you know, let's just say, in my case, the scope of, like, 500 accounts and start making that into deep fakes and rumors, yeah, you got a problem. You're infringing on my rights as a human being living in America. That's not okay. The, the lines definitely need to be more defined. And I'm glad you mentioned that because that is certainly a step towards creating a movement that is more um, rounded and properly structured. Yeah, and, and it really goes to the heart of, of this conversation. It's about resilience. Resilience what? is about sort of this ability to change, to alter. You know, we all make mistakes. We all fumble. We all stumble. But I think we have to first just try to live um, very, you know, comfortably with one another, but also yes. respect one another mm -hmm. and respect their privacy and their rights as well. You're totally right. It's, it's such a true concept because I think on the internet, you know, as soon as somebody creates that account, and they're anonymous, they feel like a superhero. They feel like, ah, I finally could say whatever I want to say, and all is good. And it's like, nah, that is not strength. That is not resilience. That is just being mean. It's just mean. I mean, there's no other way to say it than mean. There definitely needs to be more education on this, certainly, and more people to be outspoken about it. There's no reason you should log on to, like, Twitter and see cancel party for this one. It's it's kind of ridiculous at this point. I mean, no, no. Yeah, and I think it starts with the man in the mirror, right? I mean, not to be cliched, but it really You're does. Right. And, and I think once you do that, then you have more humanity for another person. You are so true. I mean, if any of these people who, over time I have actually, shockingly, um, developed sort of a sadness towards that, wow, you must be saying this because you feel bad. I mean, why else does somebody say it makes them feel like for a second better? If they looked at themselves in the mirror as they're like typing all this stuff and like doing all this stuff, do they really feel any better? Because I don't believe they do, because why would this be ongoing for five years? If they felt any sort of satisfaction from this harassment and this picking on and all this stuff, they would have stopped because, oh, it's satisfied. But it's just not like that. That's not how you make yourself feel better. Feeling better is identifying what is making you feel the need to do this in the first place. Because it's not Lily G. It's something else that you feel insecure about. Yeah, wonderful. 
Well, Lily Jean, where can my audience find out more about you, your work online? Um, okay, so on Instagram, they can look me up as L-I-L-L-E-E, Jean, Lily Jean. Uh, my YouTube, Lily Jean. Uh, my website, Lily Jean Beauty lilyjean.com and Project Bullish, which is very, very exciting for me. I am so excited. We're in pre-production, getting everybody we want to um, be on the film films, all that stuff. Because, you know, one thing that we thought was really important is we spoke with this advocacy group, part of the cyber crimes unit. And one thing that they have, you know, noticed themselves is so many people make fun of the, the fact that there is a cyber crime unit. Mm. Of course there is. People get hacked, all this stuff. So like, this is stuff I'm working on to get really sewn up because this is going to be a really meaty but truthful to what is happening online film. Um, Facebook is Lily Jean. Uh, let's see, Pinterest, Lily Jean, um, Giphy, Lily Jean, <laughs> Denner, Lily Jean, IMDb, Lily Jean. Just look up Lily Jean. <laughs> but on my website, they could see everything, anyhow. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lily Jean. I really, this was just fantastic. Thank you so much. Really appreciate of course. it. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. You can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, a subscription to my weekly newsletter, where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains, and my author website, isurvivedcancer.co, where you can purchase my number one best-selling book, I Survived Cancer and Here's How I Did It. 35 cancer survivors share their journey and view the book trailer, including excerpts from the book. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this podcast platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.